Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on TikTok at hold up podcast. And you can join our Patreon where we have bonus episodes and other fun content. And soon we'll be you'll be able to have to join Apple subscriptions once we figure that out. Um, yeah. Carrie, what did we watch this week? This week we watched Penelope, which came out in 2006 and stars Christina Ricci and James McAvoy. That's all I know. Oh, also you stopped. There's so many other actors. Also, oh, Catherine O'Hara, Peter E. Grant, Richard E. Grant. Uh, That's Peter funny. You called him Peter Grant? I kept calling him Richard Jenkins since this is a different person. Different person. Richard E. Grant, Peter Dinklage, um, the guy who played Mr. Bingley in the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Okay, so I was going to say Kira Knightley's Mr. Bingley. Like, yes. Fuck if I'm ever going to learn that man's name, but that's who he is. I have no idea who he is, but he is from the 2005 2009 2005 Pride and Prejudice really he looked younger in this than he did in Pride and Prejudice but in a I couple years he'll show up in like an HBO drama playing someone like sure. Stevie and Dark and we'll be like Tom Wamsgam's that you anyway I'm sorry <laughs> right um it Reese was- Witherspoon I almost forgot her um this was her like producing she like became a producing girly yeah it was I directed don't know by, who wrote or directed it. It was directed by Mark Polanski and written by Leslie Cavani. Cavani? Cavani. I don't know. She's a good writer based on this movie alone. Which maybe we this shouldn't because we've watched some bad movies and maybe those writers aren't bad writers. But this is a pretty well-written movie. I am. Yes. Allison, what is Penelope about? Penelope is about a uh, girl born in a family that has a curse because I don't think the reason for the curse is important, but it's something like the uh, ancestor of hers got a lady pregnant and then like went back to his wife and she killed herself so her mother who was a witch cursed the family it's not important anyway christina ricci is born with the face of a pig except she's not she's still beautiful like christina ricci she just has a pig nose and pig ears um and uh peter dinklage is a journalist who's been trying to like get a picture of her and we're supposed to like him but also he does bad things um He's been trying to like get a picture of her. Uh, my favorite version of Peter Dinklage is we're supposed to like him, but he does bad things. Couchy, morally gray, but heart of gold guy. I mean, like that's what that is why we love Peter Dinklage. What else do we need to know? So Peter Dinklage is trying to like get a picture of this baby, and then like I was looking away, but Catherine O'Hara blinds him in one eye. Maybe he, somehow he loses an eye. Not clear. Catherine O'Hara is uh, Christina Ricci's mother. Um, so then they to protect her, quote unquote, they put her like lock her basically in their like giant house. It all takes place in like a mythical land that isn't New York and isn't London, but is a city that is definitely supposed to be either New York or London. There is an accent consistency down to like James McAvoy and, Ri- and Richard E. Grant are both doing American accents. But like we live in a world where Mr. Bingley is using his regular like why couldn't they just have been. British. It's not important, but also anyway. this was very clearly filmed in England. There's no doubt in my mind that most of this was filmed in London, based on like the exterior shots. So the fact that like there were so many American accents, literally at one point I was like, "Where are we?" It's fine, and it's fine that we're in like a mystical land that 
has no right it's fantastical like there's no this is a fairy tale it's okay that our accents aren't consistent but i then don't understand why we have actors doing fake accents correct yes because james mcavoy a hotter now than he was then and oh my god he's so like i almost like not slimy but almost slimy anyway yes he had a very um 2006 fair energy yeah um but also so much hotter when he does his real voice. Correct. So anyway, she grows up, kept away from the world. And when she's 18, her mother hires a matchmaker. Oh, because the only way to break the curse is first one of her own kind to love her as she is with her horrific pig face. Um, so her mother hires a matchmaker and they bring in all these like blue blooded suitors. And every time they see their face, they freak out and make them sign an NDA um which is truly wild that that like all these men are react because like you said like she still looks like christina ricci she just has a pig nose like it's not like her face is gnarled like her face is christina ricci's face my hot take and i've never thought about this before when i watched this movie is that this is an allegory for if it's not intentionally done this way it's a happy accent this is an allegory for being the of the fat child of a thin mother Mm -hmm. um because even like the less attract like an unattractive child of an attractive mother speaking of an attractive child hello hello oh we were talking about how this is an allegory it's not even really an allegory it's just about like daughters of attractive moms who don't live up to their attractive mom standards but the way like everyone calls her a pig and yeah and there's times where like she's eating a lot because she's you know been kept in a house her entire life and now has to marry someone who thinks she's ugly like i don't know it just it seemed i looked up to see if the writer of this movie was in fact a fat woman and she is not i mean maybe she grew up fat and lost weight i don't know but she is now an adult who is thin but anyway interesting yeah i mean i think there's lots of different ways to read into it i mean it's clearly about it's you know the ugly duckling like beauty is within story well so then mr bingley like sees her face and runs out without uh signing the nda so he goes to the police and he's like she has fangs and peter dinklage hears him and is like uh wait oh because Catherine o'hara had faked her death she'd faked her child's death and so peter uh dinklage is like she's alive um and then they sort of hatch a plot to get a picture of her and they hire james mcavoy who they think is a blue blood they find him gambling in an underground club and someone says his name is max campion and that's a blue-blooded down on his luck guy so he agrees for the money but then he and uh, Christina Ricci end up having lots of conversations and they fall in love having conversations without ever, without him ever seeing what she looks like. Um, it's the first like third of this movie is very dense. Um, anyway, yes. she uh, so then he eventually does see her face and he doesn't run away. But then the, the camera where he's supposed to be getting a picture of her goes off and he freaks out because he doesn't want. Now he's decided to be a good person because he's realized that she is a human being and he's attracted to her. And once men are attracted to women in movies, we can't do them wrong. We can only do bad things to women before we know they're people. Um, and so he like does run away, but it's, or she runs and then escapes her from her house and goes to like live in the world. Um, and becomes kind of but he also doesn't confess her his feelings for her because he he doesn't 
because he's not actually a rich not actually he didn't grow up rich not actually we can't break the curse so we can't that she just wants someone who can break the curse well he doesn't want like he's trying to do what's best for her by leaving her you know right it's a classic miscommunication you know everyone just was honest she thinks he doesn't want her because of the way she looks he thinks she doesn't want him because or won't want him if she knows the truth because she just because she wants someone who can break the curse she wants a rich guy he thinks um yeah (laughs) i wrote why is james mcavoy famous which when i wrote it down in a note sounds mean because he's a good actor and whatever but like what made him famous i feel like atonement made him famous interesting i feel like that's the thing that like although this was maybe pre-atonement no this was after atonement um anyway i feel like that was the thing that like people were like oh this guy's he's dreamy is he i don't know that i'm attracted to james mcavoy i am situally situationally attracted to james mcavoy do you know what i mean sure like in very i do think he's charming af and he was delightful in this yes oh he was in last king of scotland that was the thing that like made him like prestige i feel like carrie what did you think of penelope um hold on give me a minute i i am now curious what made why is james mcavoy branded band of brothers but that's not really what made him famous i didn't even know he was in that i don't think band of brothers is it he's in wimbledon we need to do wimbledon at some point right literally right now i could do wimbledon right now i know who he is in wimbledon he's her uh skeevy brother he's not supposed to be cute or he's his skeevy brother he's paul bettany's skeevy Mm -hmm. brother you yeah, so he did right like, now. Pretty in pretty quick succession, he did Becoming Jane, Atonement. Then he was in X Men. X Men. See, that's the answer I needed. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, like, and then you know, he just became famous. As you do. As you do. Right. As you do sure. when you're a bumbling, charming-looking Brit man. Oh, Brit. sure that. Okay. Anyway. Um, now, I, Scottish I like this movie very much. I think it's very sweet. I think it's charming. It's not without its problems. Um, a lot of this movie is told in just like, we're going to tell you what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of voiceover. A lot of like telling, not showing. Um, also structurally, like some of the pacing was really wonky to me. Um, and my favorite parts of this movie in, in terms of like, a rom-com my favorite parts of this movie are the time when christina rishi and james mcavoy are together they're they have excellent chemistry they have excellent banter they're very sweet they're very cute they're very charming i liked watching them together and i liked the way that this movie develops their relationship but then they are apart for like the second third of the movie more than that like the second half of the movie and we get bad girl reese witherspoon right which i don't mind but like in terms of a rom-com i wanted more of them together you know what i mean and i wanted more i I think i'd also misremembered like i i thought i'd remembered that that i had kind of forgotten about the whole part where she like runs away and is like out in the world um 
So I, I felt like I was missing that. I just needed a little bit, a little bit more in terms of some of the pacing and the development. Well, also like his storyline after she ran away is just like, I guess I'll stop gambling and get a job sweeping this club from Russell Brand, which was a wild look. Never. I am never prepared for Russell Brand. You know, he's always just, he's like a spook. He's just there. Right. He shows up. Um, This was also like pre his acting career. Yes. This is pre-Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Uh, his greatest and maybe only good role to date. Um, but like his, James McAvoy's like storyline in the oh, she's run away part is sort of nothing. Like we go keep going back to them to like remind us he's there, but he doesn't really have anything to do. He's not like active. I guess he's like, he's, he's an like ex-gambler or like whatever. becoming a better man in order to like be worthy of her i guess but, but he's, like, not, he's not because he's not like because he's, he's not, not gonna like, go back trying to, to go her. after her yeah right. so he's just yeah. like it's sort of unexplained why he's like trying to turn his life around and also like oh, he's not doing anything for at like for her or their relationship i don't know it's just sort of like all right he's, he's he takes a beat for this part of the story but we have to keep returning to him so we know he's there and like her thing is like she's becoming She's become like a little celebrity and people don't actually care what she looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's not the lesson. She still is going to marry uh, Bingley to get her face back, which, as I'm sure many of you can assess, she doesn't end up doing. And spoiler alert, uh, once she says she likes herself the way she is, the curse is broken. She breaks her own curse. She doesn't need a man. Now, if only her mother had liked her. <laughs> well, and then her mom is sort of a classic, like, I did appreciate because like there's this moment of reconciliation between Catherine O'Hara and Christina Ricci where Catherine O'Hara is like, I, you know, I should have just loved you as you were the whole time. Um, but then like in the next beat, she's dead. like, in the next beat, she's like, okay, well, but now that we can do a nose job, like, should we do a nose job? Um, but I liked that. Look, I don't like that she's, but it's sort of like, no, no, I didn't know. Nobody wa- I learns the we lesson. Like, yeah. Right. You learn, um, but people are who they are. And Catherine O'Hara, I mean, iconically bad mother. Iconically. I'm not saying in real life. I'm sure I don't know if Catherine O'Hara has children, but if she does, I'm sure she's a lovely mother. Her entire career is bad mom. Yes. She has a great line at the end that says, That's what mothers and because the father is always like the father's always like, leave her alone. Like she's fine. Like, let it be. The father's like kind of the classic sort of like doesn't stand up to the mom but like is the support system for the daughter um and which begs the question he loved her as she is so why was there a curse (laughs) exactly um probably because he was supporting the mom's like antics instead of just being like she's perfect the way she is um but anyway Catherine O'Hara says that's what mothers and do mothers and daughters do they talk about how to look prettier which is so true and so dark so dark so dark yeah i'm just thinking about how that's true anyway uh yes Catherine o'hara is excellent in this movie yes she is i mean she's always excellent i'm now trying Everyone to think of a role is. where she doesn't play a bad mother in movies where she doesn't have children i was gonna say do they have kids in best in show the mm. dogs the dogs the dogs yeah Maybe I need to watch Best in Show. How often on this podcast do you think I've said the phrase, maybe I should watch Best in Show? A lot. You say it quite a bit. It's a um, good movie. I 
really liked Reese Witherspoon in this movie. Having it's lost to the stand of time, guys, but we did record a Your Place or Mine episode <laughs> that I we have no idea what happened. To no it. idea. It's, we had it at one point. I'm sure it was life changing. It would have been the thing on that one of our computers, right? Stardom. It has. I mean, who knows at this point? Anyway. It's lost to the sands of time. You will never get to hear our thoughts about Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher in, utter, in quite literally one of the worst rom-coms I've ever seen. I was going to say, um, we can't re-record it because I, A, don't remember what happened and B, refuse to watch it again. <laughs> I will not watch it again. It Here's was Here's what sucks. We watched bad. that movie for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> Truly. And then we recorded. It's like three hours of our lives. We will never get back. It's like that time we recorded an entire episode Um on that Robert Downey Jr. movie without hitting record. Robert Downey Jr. movie. And Ashley Judd. What? We we re-recorded it so that episode exists, but like maybe the first episode we recorded of it was gorgeous. I never want news on Saturday podcast. My my daily news podcast is always like, listen to our Saturday roundup. No, no, Saturday's my day off. I've never watched a rom-com with Robert Downey Jr. and Ashley Judd. Not yes. Ashley Judd. Marissa Tomei. Only you. Okay. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of Ashley Judd and Hugh Jackman in Someone mm-hmm. Like You. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. This is much like that time we recorded that that an entire episode. We did an entire episode on that movie without hitting records. So then we had to redo it. Right. Anyway, my point being that having... The Reese last thing I saw Reese Witherspoon in was Your Place or Mine, in which she's not great. And I think maybe no, our conclusion was Reese is at her best when she's producing these days. Um, this really felt like a return to like a better Reese Witherspoon. It was like an edgier, funnier Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I love it. Not so, like, 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 Reese Witherspoon now is our nation's premier mommy blogger, right? Like, she's always in floral prints. She's always promoting. She's got, you know, she's has like a tote bag that says like, "Mom talk, y'all" or whatever, you know, like coffee, wine, Amazon Prime, <laughs> but like with a with a southern twist. Because what's her? Right. She has that like Nashville company. You get what I'm saying? Draper James. Draper James. Thank you. Um. And I love it, but I do love when we, I love an edgy, I love a Reese Witherspoon in a, in a smoky eye. You know, she had a thick eyeliner and she was riding a Vespa. I love a Reese Witherspoon where like, like Reese Witherspoon now never has to work another day in her life, right? Like, I think they sold Hello Sunshine for some like astronomically absurd amount of money like she does not have her have to work a day she will because the woman likes to work i think but like she doesn't have to but like a 2005 a 2006 reese witherspoon like she's she didn't know where her next gig was coming from you know what i mean like there was still a hunger there that i appreciated like legally blonde money she was fine she was fine but she wasn't hello sunshine wealthy you know what i mean like there was still like a hustle to her that i feel like we're missing these well days. and i think this is I, reese brotherspoon has many times said that her producing career started because she would get a lot of scripts for women where the where i think her like quote is something along the lines where like in all the scripts the woman would turn to the main character man and say like what do we do now and and she just she was like this isn't 
all of these scripts I'm reading are not how women behave. It's not how women act. Like this isn't, this isn't realistic. So she started producing, I think as a way probably primarily for her own work to like have better roles for herself as a woman. And this one is, she's obviously not the lead. She's a side character. She's like the best friend character. But it it is, you know, this, we said like James McAvoy all but disappears for the second half of this movie. And like, who cares? It's said about Christina Ricci and that's like fine. Um, I do think like, I can't think of another instance where Reese Witherspoon is not playing like sweet, bubbly or innocent. Like this sort of like dark eyelinered Reese Witherspoon I love because it harkens to me the real life Reese Witherspoon moment of yelling at a police officer, drunkenly yelling at a cop. Do you know who I am? Right. And that's my favorite kind of Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Yeah. Like this character has drunkenly yelled at a cop. Do you know who I am? Except like this character's not famous. And the cop has been like, no girl on a bus, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also like that like the the best friend character is very much like I didn't care when you had a pig nose. Like it's really fine. Um yeah, she like never takes off her that's the thing it's like all it's a little all of these suitors are freaking out when they see her because she's so ugly and then like people in the real world see her and they're like okay it's a it's maybe it's also a comment on how like rich people mm, don't have like a normal perspective on the world for like what yes, people tell should me look more. like <laughs> that's i just i just it came to me right then i was it's i'm i'm working on on the fly here but like, when are we not? We is, never think of a thought before. There is it. a contrast between these wealthy men who are very repulsed by her, put off by her. Um, and it should be said that, like, in addition to the fact that, like, she has a pig nose, she's also incredibly well. I mean, she's never left her house. So, like, she's incredibly well read she's really interested in plants it's kind of like it's got like a t- rapunzel and tangled energy right like where she, she wants to be a horticulturist she wants to she has all these hobbies because she's locked up in a tower um truly living the ideal life uh, God, but, lock me in a tower with a lot of money and good snacks and a lot of books access to the peacock app i mean that song that like when will my life begin i'm like honey you just like described my, my perfect day but to be fair, you have to go out and see how horrible the world is. Like, you know, like Rapunzel and Christina Ricci in this movie, Pig Face Girl, what's her name? No one cares. It's unimportant. Penelope. It's literally the title of the movie. <laughs> Allison. Sure. That's fair. I quit. Rapunzel and Penelope have never been out in the world, you know? So they've right. read about it in the books and they're like, man, it looks and sounds beautiful. You and I have lived... 20 adult years in the real world and been like this sucks like no thank you yeah i will stay anyway my my point being that these wealthy men are like oh god how could i ever like be anywhere near that and then like out in the real world people are like listen sister we all got problems (laughs) like i don't know we all got reese and reese witherspoon says something about wanting to get her ears tucked or something she's sort of like oh like my ears i would get them a little like yeah i think it's just like more accepting because everyone like like i think penelope goes and finds her weirdos you know she's got the irish bartender i wish the irish bartender and reese witherspoon were developed just like a hair more because i wish this idea of like her finding her weirdos was a little more 
intentional yeah yes and and to that end while i do love reese witherspoon in it in this movie i wish we didn't have a conventionally attractive blonde woman like mm -hmm. like i think maybe that role should have been played by like someone a little weirder quote-unquote weirder you know not like not so conventional they they they, gussy, they put eyeliner on her and dress her in black and we're supposed to be like oh Reese Witherspoon what a weirdo you know yeah yeah because there is this sort of like found family theme that yes. we get to in the second half of this movie um I do think it could have been fleshed out a little bit more for sure feels like if we were telling like the non-fairy tale version or maybe the non-2006, non-maybe children's movie version. I can't tell if this is supposed to be a children's movie or not. You could happily show it to children. But it feels like if, and honestly, you could have this in it. Like, it feels like she'd like, I don't know, find a group of queer people and become friends, mm -hmm. you know? Like, she'd go and she'd befriend drag queens. And and it has that sort of miss to it that I, I that we don't really, it's just an Irish bartender and, right. and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, but obviously we can't have drag queens in a children's movie because um, they teach our children how to sharply contour and kids that's dangerous for the children it is dangerous for the children um, listen somebody needs to teach my child that because right now he's resorting to using markers as makeup and it's a problem well I, he's too little to like be using real makeup let him use markers or get him what happened to the makeup kit I bought him it's not real it doesn't actually deposit color yeah it's also i mean allison you bought it like two years ago and it had pieces i mean it's it lost to the sands of time in my house at this point truly we have bits of it but we don't have like the full i mean that he's was... gonna be so happy when he goes as ursula for halloween this year and you do like oh. a full face he's not gonna be no. ursula for halloween yes yesterday he decided that he wants to be um audrey from the descendants Ugh, that's not as fun because I don't know what the descendants is. Who's Audrey? Who does she descend from? Um, Sleeping Beauty. She's not one of the villain kids. She's one of the like fairy tale kids who then in like the third movie becomes the villain because she's Earth pissed twist. that she's been like usurped by the villain kids. And she has an excellent song called Queen of Mean where she like transforms into a villain with like you know beautiful hair and makeup and like a smoking hot outfit and theo wants that specific costume sure i support him in it every once luckily it's only june and so his halloween costume desires will change seven thousand more times before halloween one can only hope because where the fuck am i gonna find an audrey costume you're 100 percent this on the internet it's a disney movie they've made they've made an audrey costume Maybe I mean, you have to make it. Maybe you have to have mom make it. Anyway, I think he's going to be so happy. I thought when he I thought he was going to be Ursula for Halloween when you gave him a sharp, intense makeup. All oh, this to say is indeed an Andre costume. Of course there is, Carrie. It's a Disney thing. He's not like unique in wanting to be this character. I mean, he's Fair unique me. and perfect and Fair special, enough. but she breaks the curse because she loves herself. Decide she doesn't want to marry Bingley because he thinks she's disgusting, which is fair. You should marry someone who thinks you're disgusting. No, certainly not. You should marry someone who likes you even though you're disgusting. 
because all people are gross. Um, the transformation scene is a little weird. She like she's like it's like a very weird angle on her. She's like I like myself the way I am, and then she's like blown back by the wind, but it's all very. And then she just has like the per- she has like a U nose. She has like a perfect little like dainty nose. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie, you guys, for those of you who don't know what we look like, first of all, how'd you find this podcast? And second of all, um, Carrie has a perfect little button nose that I've been jealous of my entire life because I have a bumpy nose. Um, well, I mean, she has her own nose. She has Christina Ricci's nose. Christina I mean, Ricci like- has a perfect little button nose. Um. Yes, and then after she breaks the curse, she goes and finds James McAvoy. And, and she's wearing a mask, so I do think a smart thing is she like has a mask on and he realizes it's her and kisses her while she's still wearing the mask, so he doesn't know that her nose is good. You know? Right, right. So we get confirmation that he he loved her despite her pig nose. Yes. Yes. Um, and then she takes it off and he's like, cool beans, let's go teach. She becomes like what seems to be like a school teacher, but she's only teaching them about horticulturalness. Uh, like, yeah. What elementary school is like teaching horticulture? It's quite random. Cares, it's a fairy tale. But then they like swing on a swing while the kids play because they're not very good chaperones. And Peter Dinklage looks on from afar and is like, oh, yes, my work is done. And it's like, Peter Dinklage, you were trying to exploit this woman. <laughs> he at some points like switches teams and is like, yeah, he has. Like in a way, he they both James McAvoy and Peter Dinklage realize that Mr. Bingley sucks and is like mean and the worst. And Peter Dinklage is like, maybe we should give this up. Like maybe she's he like sees Christina Ricci and he's like, ah, maybe she's a person and we should treat her kindly. Because again, yeah. we can't we cannot accept that before we see people in real life. Well, and um, also like B- Bingley had described her as like literally like a demon pig human thing. thing fangs like totally gnarled face gnarled like face. literally something out of like a cw site by show um and we all know if she had looked like that she if she had looked uglier she would deserve to be treated this way and so then dinklage when he actually sees her is like that's not what she looks like at all like she's like a person let's treat her like a person i don't know i have nothing else this movie's charming it's it's got some plot holes but like it's a fairy tale yeah i feel like i remembered it being perfect and i don't think it is um no it's not perfect but like but it is a delight was a delight yeah like it was it a delightful way to spend a saturday evening yeah it was i spent a friday no saturday evening friday evening today is saturday i spent a thursday evening because i thought we were recording yesterday sure sure uh, uh yeah and now i'm gonna nap um yeah it was lovely go watch penelope it's weird it's weird it's one of the weirder movies we've done which i kind of liked it's not like kind of a, it's not a classic rom-com in that way it's well, very it's much a, a fairy, fairy tale. tale. Yeah, it's a fa- it's a modern day fairy tale set in Renyarnia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Genovia. Genovia. Yes, we're in Genovia. Renyarnia is the is the uh, Ireland only rich people know about that Jerry Seinfeld tell Jerry Seinfeld tells Jack Donaghy about in exchange for using Seinfeld vision. What's the where? What's the princess switch switches? Christmas switches. What's that movie? <laughs> Christmas switch is different than the princess switch, right? The Christmas switch is real. Moldovia, Moldovia, the Maldives. Sure. The Maldives is a real place. <laughs> yes, it is. You know what else is a real place that I recently learned? Bermuda. Where? Who knew? Bermuda. You didn't know that was a real place, Allison? 
It's not that I didn't know it was a real place. It's just I never thought about people going there. Isn't that where you're going? Mm-hmm. Isn't that where Ben's family hangs out? Yeah. And that's how I know it's a real place. I mean, like maybe not. Discovered, I mean, you've been dating for over a year now. Maybe. Well, sure. I just realized it's uh, subjective. But maybe it's not a real place. Maybe this is all a big laugh on Allison. <laughs> maybe <laughs> this gonna... is how Ben's going to dispose of your body. In the Bermuda Triangle, you'll never find it. Um, I did ask. Can I say one thing about Bermuda that freaks me out? I asked if the plane, so we have to fly to New York, then we have to fly from New York to Bermuda. And I was like, is it a small plane? And he was like, no, normal, normal size plane. And I was like, okay, because you know, I don't like small planes. And he was like, I, I think I was like, I don't like small planes because like, that's how Aaliyah died. And he was like, yeah. And she was, she died leaving Bermuda. And I was like, not peace. I'm out. Bye. Out. I'm done. Nope. I will not. What? Yikes. Did not know that. Um, I mean, she um, was on a very tiny plane. Anyway, anything else about Penelope? No. Okay. What are we watching next? Next, we are watching American Pie. All of them? We will be watching the original American Pie. You know, we're not like getting into wedding here. We're not crazy. Um, oh, yes, we are. I'm so sorry. We are watching the original American Pie for the podcast. Then we're going to do two and wedding for the Patreon. But first... Our first, pa- or not our first Patreon, our first Patreon since we lost a Patreon <laughs> will be Ghosted, which will come out in a week. And then we'll do American Pie on the main feed. And then patrons can hear our American 2 and American Wedding episodes. Maybe we're going to see how it goes on Wedding. Like maybe we'll see how we feel after one and two, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not commit to three movies. Um, okay, all this to great. say, join our patreon because it helps us keep making this podcast without going into debt and it's fun it's fun when we don't lose episodes bye bye